Welcome to Glass Onion Minute, the movie-by-minute podcast where we break down the sequel to Knives Out, one minute of screen time at a time. I'm your host for this week. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call me Sully. Today, my guest is... Hello, I'm Andrew Lindy. You didn't know I was going to do that. I caught you <laughs> off guard. Well, there's a lot of things in this film that catch you off guard. And do you what? I'm going to be doing that too as your host. Today, we are covering minute number 18. And minute number 18 begins with Benoit Blanc revealing what the material of his shirt is. Love it. Cotton, I think. Sir. And ends with with all of the members of the party looking out at an unexpected guest coming up from the taxi. So we're back here. We talked a lot in the last couple of minutes about the power of framing and framing characters and where they exist on the frame and how that can really describe the characterization. Well, we're going to see so much of that in this specific minute. Um, and so we we just I want to put a button on what we talked about the last time. Uh, she can't identify, uh, uh, Kate Hudson cannot identify the material of Benoit Blanc's shirt. And it turns out to be cotton <laughs> and uh, i wonder if it's egyptian cotton to fit a death on the nile theme <laughs> oh see now we're going back yes we'll see <laughs> now um the efficient man played by the great ethan hawk um uh has him remove his mask and says it's all you know it basically is like you know you don't have to worry about your mask anymore it's all it's all good what is that open please You won't be needing that anymore. I won't. You're good. He says, you're good. You're and good. That's right. When, when he tries, Benoit tries to ask another question, he just goes, you're good. Which and is, snaps the thing on his wrist. Yeah. Plays to, that, his, to his efficiency. He just says, you're good. And it's one of the things I like. Uh, I mentioned this in the previous minute, but. What is that? Is that some kind of disinfectant? Oh, you're good. Have a great trip, everyone. They didn't explain. They didn't do some sort of cockamamie Star Trek science mm-hmm. explanation. It's just, yeah, you're good. You shut you in the mouth, you're good. You don't have to wear the mask. People paid. And in a way, it's almost a wink to the camera. Like, people paid money to see Daniel Craig's face. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take the mask off of his face. And uh, what, yeah. what I also like about this is following all the reactions of everyone else where they react so severely to the spray. Benoit Blanc. Mm-hmm. Barely a reaction. He's he's. It's almost like he's trying to dis- discern what it is by really taking it in. He's. It's like he's tasting it. <laughs> well, I also. I mean, with the most dramatic one was, uh, you know, was Kate, Kate Hudson had the greatest response to it. So mm-hmm. you wonder, like, she's such a she's so dramatic anyway, and she's also the first one. You know, Birdie's the first one to get the. Uh, the men in black, black spray in her mouth. And so naturally, even if it's like Banaka, she was going to, you know, scream. So, um, but that was, uh, um, but yeah. And, and uh, so 
you know, he gets the thing on. Everyone walks. It's a great shot. And it's one of those things like this is almost the post should be the poster of the film. Oh, yeah. This is the, the I, I wrote it down as the shot in my notes, because when I remember when uh, Glass Onion was, you know, announced or they were filming it and they were releasing some images, that was one of the shots. Every all these characters walking on the gangplank up into this boat, turning dramatically to the camera. And of course, this is another, you know, it's at about approximately halfway through this minute. Mm -hmm. They all walk up and then they turn. And this whole thing has been about they're reacting to each other on the dock and reacting to Benoit trying to figure out why he's there. And everyone has their very distinct outfits. You know, you have uh, Peg looks like she is she vaping i don't know what she's doing there, yeah, but she's, she's vaping <laughs> she's totally vaping i think she's meant to be like a very typical millennial type or even younger type character so you know vaping makes sense there <laughs> Catherine hahn is totally muted uh you know birdie is f- totally flamboyant uh, leslie odom jr is very practical whiskey is just looks you know slightly out of play in place and of course, Duke just looks like this weird sort of mix-up of different kinds of masculinity. All he, he looks together. like a he looks like a character of someone from who's like in Miami, like a weird right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know what era or what, but it's like not, and it's not realistic. It's kind of cartoonishly Miami. <laughs> and then the camera, you know, they obviously they use the jib arm again. They're all looking one way. And we see that Benoit is looking at them. And mm-hmm. then the camera completely racks focus to Benoit looking. And again, this is character development through rack focus. That is, all these other people now are not what's important in the shot anymore. Mm-hmm. What's important is where they're all looking. And we've seen, you know, limos and, and carts and motorcycles, but now we just see a taxi. And the door opens, and it's the idea of of all the entrances in on this dock. This is the one that stops everyone in their tracks. Mm-hmm. This is the one that makes everyone. I mean, Peg's jaw has dropped. Yeah, and everyone like the the idea that she, that um, you know Janelle Monae is walks out in that. Am I saying that right? I I believe so. Okay, I, I'm gonna go with it. Um, Miss Brand, I'm going to say Miss Brand, mm-hmm. uh, steps out in that incredible dress, looking, you know, you know, looking gorgeous with the the massive sunglasses, and that this group that can't stop talking and yapping is are sitting there with a cigarette dangling from or the vape pen <laughs> dangling from her lip. I and, like, and I I like that it's Peg is shocked, mm-hmm. Birdie almost looks excited which i i i like in that sense that she loves drama mm-hmm. so if there's any kind of drama that's about to happen she's happy uh claire almost looks afraid uh there's there's so many different you know looks on their faces that as as this the shot goes on you're kind of taking in like oh why you know why is everyone reacting the way that they're reacting uh and it builds up you know in the audience's mind you know who is this character what has she done why why is everyone well, reacting this way? Claire and Duke just look flummoxed. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Like, and and keep in mind, they've already had a moment of confusion because they 
in the introduction of Benoit Blanc is someone like, oh, that's interesting. We weren't expecting him. But this is like, oh, but we really weren't expecting this. And of course, you know, I'm, this is a, a mild spoiler. Uh, we find out that at least one person here really didn't think she was going to show up. And, um, and so this just sort of is like a weird monkey wrench. Like, oh, you know what it is in a way? It's like, oh, it's going to be this kind of a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not just going to be going to the uh, a Greek island and, and hanging out. It's going to be, oh, w- there may be some real stuff happen this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her, her look that she looks around and sort of sees them and... And, you know, the doesn't turn around all the way. Just I'm going to look over my shoulder like, yeah, that's right. I'm here. And, you know, shuts the door. I, and... yeah, I believe I, I read something about um, Brian Johnson had this almost like a choreographed, like a dance almost oh, yeah. for her. That it's like every, you know, it, it needs to be like on on beats almost where it's like you look, you're looking away, you're you're stepping, you're stepping confidently, you know, that kind of thing. And the other thing, again, so much is done in the frame and that she's the only one in the scene that gets a really tight close up. Yeah. And it's not just that she's a, you know, a beautiful woman, but she had to have that sort of on her tight close up on her introduction, the background's out of focus and it's just her. There's no, there's every, there's no doubt what everyone is looking at. And of course you cut back to everyone you know, jaws open and everything like that. And, you know, shuts the door and sort of makes her entrance with that great flowing dress. And keep in mind, we don't cut back to Benoit at this point. You know, we're just, we're cutting back to between her and the other guests, the other non-Benoit guests. And so we're witnessing as, as an audience, and Benoit is acting as the audience in this particular clip. What is this person's relationship here? Mm-hmm. And you know that whatever we're going to see is going to be directly tied to this particular moment. And this, in some ways, it's similar to the arrival of Chris Evans in the original one, that the person who is mm-hmm. going to, whose presence is going to throw a monkey wrench into, I said monkey wrench, the, the, into the entire uh, situation. Although the way that uh, Chris Evans was played for, over-the-top comedic value uh, and also just the thrill of seeing Captain America being a, you know, an a-hole. But this is more, this is mysterious. This is kind of the um, uh, um, the Mary Astor in Maltese Falcon moment. Hmm. And uh, here we go. Do you, now this is just a, <laughs> a weird thing. Do you think the honking was the taxi to try and stop the boat from leaving? Or do you think it was the efficient man swerving out of the way of the taxi? I think it was the efficient man swerving out of the way of the taxi. Cause you mm. see these efficient man, the, the, the limo stops. Yeah. They probably, there's not a lot. This is not the widest. Now you see they're nearly sideswipe each other. Yeah. This is not the widest pier to drive to. And when she comes out, and she's walking towards the the dock. You see the limo with the efficient man has stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, so the brake lights are on, and so there may have been a what the hell? This is not everybody. 
And yeah. also keep in mind, <laughs> she hasn't been men in black. No, I, th- I think that's definitely uh, implied in that sense that he's he's got to come back and, and hit her yeah. with that stuff, too. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of I mean, you know, we were talking a lot in the last episode about there being um, a lot of joy in having tropes that are familiar like you want to go into something you know yes there's something about reconstructing or deconstructing this out of the other thing but there's sometimes sometimes it's fun to have an ice cream sandwich you know sometimes it, you don't have to deconstruct an ice cream sandwich sometimes you want to have a romantic comedy that's romantic and funny you want to have an action film that has action and you want to have a murder mystery that has a murder and mystery and um and in so many ways i think one of the reasons why the knives out films have been I, I have a I have a second theory about why they will. Again, I'm going to save that for the boat ride. But uh, I think because it it tells you exactly what it is, and I'm going to, we're just going to deliver exactly what we're promising you. And I think there's something really refreshing about that. That you're going like, you, why are you going to see this film? Well, I want to see a fun murder mystery with a great cast of characters and try to figure it out. And guess what? You're going to get that. Yeah. And it's and it's a thrill ride in its own right. Like that's that's what uh, that's what we want to see. That's what a lot of people want to see. They just want to see you know a, a well written story uh, with with interesting characters. And, but also, you get to see the thing that really made the first one a lot of fun for me, uh, and the 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 lightning he caught in the bottle for the first one, which I think he's very interestingly found a way to recreate in this one which is we're going to watch famous people having fun. Yeah. You know, but not in like a cannonball runway where they're clearly just effing around and we're, they're filming them effing around. Like it's going to be a very skillfully made film, but we're seeing, you know, Daniel Craig is as far away from bond as you can be in this. You know, Mm -hmm. Chris Evans was as far away from playing, uh, Captain America. You had Michael Shannon in the first one, who's an extraordinary dramatic actor, having the funniest lines in the movie. And you know, Christopher Plummer's eating up the scenery, Anna de Armas, and and of course the great Jamie Lee Curtis and Don John. Everyone was seemed to be having fun. And so when you take a look at some of the cast members who showed up for this one, yeah, I'm sure Ethan Hawke was very easy to get. Do you want to do one scene where you get to hang? You get to be in the south of France with a bunch of movie stars? Gee whiz, twist my arm. <laughs> I'd actually you know. read that. It was uh, during filming of Moon Knight because that was filmed, I believe, partially partially in in Greece somewhere. Uh, so he was just in the area, and I don't know. What I don't know who. Moon, what 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 is that? Did, did I not? It was not a Marvel uh, TV show. Oh God, I'm I'm just so done with Marvel. I I don't. I'm so done with comic book movies. I I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I am an old I totally man. Understand. I understand. And I grew up on comic books. Yeah. I grew up reading comic books, but I didn't. I'm just done with them. Like it's like. You know, we're we're really, we're making a Blue Beetle movie now. I mean, good lord, can we just can we pump the brakes a little bit? You know, <laughs> I, they're going to yeah. reboot Spider Man while they're rebooting Spider Man. It's going to be mm-hmm. rebooted mid movie. You know, it's, oh, anyway. But, uh, but no, yeah, it's he funny was, that he, he yeah he was to be just, nearby. He was just, I think, in the area filming for that show, and I don't know who had his phone number or just knew him, but uh, they got him to come on for this one scene just because so he was great. around so great i love stuff like that i love um uh spike milligan who was a famous british uh 
comedian from the goons from the 50s and 60s i think 50s and 60s, i know the 60s at least and they were huge uh, the goons were you know um spike milligan was there and then i think that was with peter cook and dudley moore i may be getting some of these names mixed up but he was very he was very influential on monty python and happened to be uh being a tourist in north africa uh while they were shooting life of brian and they he was like someone got a hold of him and said like come by the set we'll put you in, in costume and he has a very he has a short but very funny uh cameo in uh life of brian which was not intended he just happened to be in africa and so huh. oh great i get to be in this um he's a scene when the when um brian loses his sandal and they have the big um it is a shoe it is a sandal you know and then everyone walks away and one man says stop let us pray and then he at one point he looks around and realizes he's completely alone and kind of like wiggles his hands a little bit and walks off screen and that's spike milligan um he's a very <laughs> famous british uh, british uh radio and tv comic who was a big influence on the python so wow. but yeah that's that's similar to uh um ethan hawk uh you know just showing up you know, killing this role um yeah and uh you know just taking a look at you know that i mean watching movie stars having fun i mean you'd and doing some things you may not expect like let's have dave bautista just totally let loose in this kind of wild masculinity let's have kate hudson just absolutely have they look everyone's having a ball Mm-hmm. And later when we see, you know, Edward Norton, I don't think anyone in the world is having more fun than Edward Norton on this set. And I, and I really think that seeing a, a skillfully made film, which it, whether or not you're a fan of this film or not, chances are if you listen to this podcast, you are. A skillfully made film with great movie stars, people are having a blast. I think it's infectious when you watch it. Even if you poke, if you poke holes, my kids watch this and they, they poked holes in some of the plot points. And I said, I don't care. I don't care. I'm having a great ice cream sandwich. <laughs> that's, that's kind of impressive though. I don't think there's that many holes you can poke here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. But you know, they were, they were being nitpicky about some stuff. And I said, fine, yeah. I, don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Go ahead. You know, say what you want. Say what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is a there's a lot of foreshadowing, there's a lot of character development on this particular minute. Um and uh just just startling uh uh blocking. And it's funny, there's a there is a scene uh in Casino Royale where Daniel Craig is coming off a plane in kind of this I think a a beach setting or something. I can't quite remember. And he's framed in a shot in Casino Royale that is very similar to the rack focus shot in this film. Mm. But it's so different. He it's funny, he's still the same face, and he's still he kind of has the same expression. And yet during that it was one of the only shots that I felt like he, oh yeah, that is that is Bond. That that guy played Bond. But in the context of the movie, the context of his uh clothes and of the environment. It just was no. He's Benoit in this one. He's Benoit, and uh, it's just a great. To me, it's a great movie star moment. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, look, that's all I got on minute eighteen. Is there anything else you want to talk about minute eighteen? Nope. That's uh, it was a it was a good minute. All right. Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, 
And this next minute, we're going to go on a boat. Uh, there's a great Bugs Bunny uh, moment uh, cartoon where it said we're going on a boat, and I remember him grabbing uh, whoever it is he was trying to thwart, like the, the the gangsters, and he was jumping up and around going, we're going on a boat, we're going on a boat. And I'm just thinking about that moment, because the next minute, folks, if you like boats, if you're a big boater, uh, you are going to love uh, what will be minute 19 of glass on you but, but but by all means follow us on follow us on your social media uh and follow us on twitter at uh what, wait, what's our handle again oh yeah glass onion men all one word uh and please please uh listen rate review subscribe on your pod catcher of choice hey uh i want to thank you andrew lindy for being part of the show and uh you're going to be on tomorrow's show as well um and uh thanks for being part of the show this has been uh minute 18 of glass onion